Hey, this is Bourbon Basketball Nation. This is a quick, unedited review, uh, post-game review of Kentucky at Auburn. Man, that was uh, that was frustrating to say the least. What do you think, Dell? I'd like to play a team that's good with all our players one time. Um, yeah, that's my that's my take. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just sucks that. I mean. You look at Auburn's offense. You look at you know. You look at their team. Walker Kessler. I'd say the comp there for them is it's kind of a similar makeup in the team. If we're being honest, you have a transfer that's outplaying their um, expectations. I think in both Walker Kessler and Oscar Sheway. You have a freshman that is really stepped up and and has taken leaps and bounds as far as what their their projection was to start the season. And both Ty Ty and Jabari Smith. You have a a transfer from Georgia in both Wheeler and JD <laughs> Davidson, uh, uh, and then what else? What else is there? I, I'd say you have a JD, major not, player. It's not JD Davidson. What's his name? Oh, not Davidson. What's his name? Katie Johnson. Katie Johnson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Katie Johnson. And then you have you have uh, a mid major um, in both Wendell Green at transfer mid major transfer Wendell Green and Kellen Grady that are that are thriving in their new roles. Right. So. The, the makeup of this team is very similar, all things considered, yeah. right? So we knew it was going to be a good game, and all things – it really was a good game, I thought. Um, it's just frustrating that it seems like in every big game that Kentucky's had this season, we've had an injury problem or we've had something where there's an asterisk next to this loss, and I'm tired of the moral victories. Like, we just – at this point, like I said Man, the other it's night. Not even, it's not even a moral victory. Like, it's yeah. – because – I think both the LSU loss and now this loss, like, I wish it was a moral victory in all honesty. And you can kind of say that this one was because, honestly, that team should not have been in that game at the end. No, not at all. Um, Especially that four-minute stretch where we had Wheeler and Ty Ty out. There yeah. was no reason for us to be even close to that. And so, no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, though. It's not really a moral victory, but it's it's like it's a loss that you're okay with because – we have blank, you know, I'm tired of these losses because blank and really the only loss this season that we can't blame anything on is Notre Dame, right? Yeah, no, we can blame that on, I don't know, Notre Dame being bad. I, that loss felt too mad because Notre Dame's not actually bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, so. but, um, but yeah, I mean like it just, it is frustrating to, for the last piece that this team really needs is to get a, Really, really quality road win. We like kind of got that with A and M, but like A and M's what a like a fringe tournament team. They're probably I mean like they 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 would definitely be on the bubble. Uh, we'll see how the rest of SEC like play um, goes for them. But the last thing like this team played a pretty weak non conference schedule, all things considered, especially losing the Louisville game and then downgrading from Ohio State to UNC. So the last thing that this team needs is just to prove that they can beat like the elite of the elite teams. We have now played two of those teams and lost either our starting point guard or our, well, we've lost our starting point guard for some of it or all of the game and lost Ty Ty for essentially the entire game tonight. And so, it's just frustrating that like that's the last piece that really like rounds out what, in my opinion, is a top five team in the country. Like 
it's hard to really call them that until they get that that elite win against a team, especially on the road, which now they've had two chances at and have lost essentially their entire backcourt. Yeah. Uh, or at least all of the like play creation, ball, uh, ball movement. They've lost all of that in both the games, which, you know, what can you do? I guess hard to win a game when you, when your two primary ball handlers get injured in the, in both games. So, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. This stretch that Kentucky's on, where they had, um, shoot, where they have Texas A and M. So last Sunday, I said Texas A and M, Auburn, Mississippi State, then Kansas. I'd said they go three and one in that stretch, and I, I still think that's true. I think Kansas is very beatable. We see Kansas State as uh, if they haven't closed out the win, they they were close to winning um, against Kansas there. So yeah, I think Osherabaji uh, completed the comeback on that one. Oh, did he? Yeah, so, I think Kansas ended up pulling that one out. Either way, they—I mean—they're very beatable, and yes. and so, and and that's what we needed to see is Kentucky go into a just like Auburn. It was a winnable game, and I mean, the first nine minutes we controlled that game. Even then, we still were up by four and a half. So, yeah, it, like we shouldn't be hanging our heads on this loss. It's frustrating, but we shouldn't be hanging our heads on this loss. So. Let's go into some of the segments. Don't waste, want to waste anyone's time here. Offensive yeah, yeah. toast and roast. What you got? Um, offensive. Let's go toast first. Offensive toast. Um, I think that we handled. I'm going to say that we handled not having Ty Ty and Severe better than I expected. So oh, yeah, I mean, we put 71 points up, which is insane. And and. It was especially the way that we were scoring. Like we saw against LSU, and Auburn's defense is very, very good. It's not elite, like on the scale of LSU, but I mean, it's still an incredibly tough team to score against. Um, yeah. And whenever we don't have Ty Ty and Severe, we're essentially last year's team. Uh, yeah. A little bit of upgrade at certain like fringe spots, but the ball pressure getting to the basket is still at a huge problem when we don't have those two and tonight we did a much better job of having Davion Mintz and Kellen Grady kind of initiate the offense. Yeah. Um, not a great, like not great by any stretch, but I better, you know, I, I say that we, you think you, you're not going to lose your top two point guards. We said that after the LSU game. Uh, and then obviously it happened. So yeah, happened again, <laughs> but like you would think that this is not a trend. Uh, so that's my that's mine is that like even without them we seem to do a better job of creating offense and getting points uh, than we showed against LSU, which is nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and toast the the idea to attack the basket. We didn't have Ty Ty, so the game plan second half was attacking the basket, and that's what I think kept it close because they're. I mean, we knew that they were gonna call some fouls, um, but the fact that they didn't get like most of the calls. If that was just an average officiating crew, it's a totally different game. I mean, that's um, what it's. It's it was sixteen. They were Auburn was plus sixteen for points from the free throw line and plus nineteen on free throw attempts. Like, yeah, disgusting, absolutely gross. So, just the the idea to go, even though it didn't turn out in our favor, it was a good idea and good game plan to attack the basket uh, without Ty Ty being in because he really does change that lineup. So. Yeah. 
that's 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 it for the offensive toast. How about offensive roast? What are we gonna what are we gonna say for this? Um. So I most of the time don't like when people are like, "Oh, we need to get Kellen Grady more shots because it's tough because he doesn't really create his own shots very well." But not getting Kellen Grady, trying to get Kellen Grady more involved, I think is was kind of frustrating. I mean, there are lots of things I think that you could probably pull for this, but in a game where Auburn essentially won from the free throw line and from like points in the paint, like Walker Kessler seemed like that he had 85 points tonight on just dunks. Um, The dogs agree with my point. Um, (laughs) In a night where they're scoring ones and twos, it would have been nice and I guess we can just say more than Kellen Grady even, just getting more three-point attempts up would have been helpful. I understand that they're like, their perimeter defense was very good, so it's easier said than done, but that's my roast. It's just I wish we would have gotten more three-point attempts up so that we could hopefully have kind of at least try to trade threes for twos uh, in some situations. Yeah, I definitely that, – that's what I basically put down, not just – just threes though I mean he took seven threes he had two that weren't threes that he took so nine shots total in a game where coincidentally Ty Ty only played nine minutes Um, we have to have to have to try to look to create more for Kellen Grady when Ty Ty's out in this scenario so um, and 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 that's the first always take he didn't always take threes at at Davidson like he can he can drive and he he has some sort of uh ability to create his own shot and so like in in scenarios like this that's where we need to go to for offense in my opinion i am just skeptical that he can actually create his own shot against SEC yeah against competition, SEC which... but it, it hurts it doesn't hurt to try because true when true because the most frustrating part is when you know we're down like i think it was like down seven at one point and there's like two minutes left maybe maybe a minute 30 and we get the ball to Keon and I love Keon, but he should not be the guy that we go to for scoring when we need buckets. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I like the, the offense that Keon brings more than most, but I, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I love Keon. I do like his, I do like when we go to him, especially like on the road, I think, I think his veteran presence is there but not that late into it. We need a bucket getter, and he's not totally a bucket getter in that scenario. So, yeah, I think we both kind of agree, though, that Kellen Grady needs to take more shots um, in this. In, like, in the, he should have just taken more shots there. That's the roast. So let's move on to defense. What are you toasting on the defensive end? I mean, we did a great job, especially in the first half. The reason why we were up four, like creating turnovers and creating easy chances on – on offense, um, we did a – I mean, I think at one point we we had like – this was early in the first half. We had nine points off turnovers and they had zero. Yeah. Um, that like quickly shifted and that was kind of one of the things that eventually turned it in uh, – like turned the tide, not to use an Alabama term, but turned the <laughs> tide uh, yeah. like towards Auburn. Um, so – yeah, pace yeah, I mean, was definitely in our favor in the in that first half for sure. I thought we I thought that we did a great job of pushing the pace and they could not hang with us for a little bit. Uh, they called a timeout and they really wanted to slow that game down, so that 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 worked out in their favor. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and toast the the just the on ball pressure in general. I thought was great, especially the first half. I mean, the whole game 
Jabari Smith, his presence was felt, but it wasn't, you know, like this is the best player in the nation felt, in my opinion. Uh, box score probably says otherwise. Um, so, but I thought, especially first half, we kind of, I mean, other than a couple of crazy, like you are going to be a lottery player type <laughs> shot making that he showed, the on-ball pressure I thought on Jabari Smith was solid. There's a yeah, couple of times that he thought to, he looked to shoot and just decided not to because we were right in his grill, you know? Yeah, the you mean the times that Auburn actually uses him? This is going to be – I was going to bring this up at some point when we were talking about Auburn, but Auburn just criminally underutilizes Jabari <laughs> yeah. Smith. Yeah, like, they do. Like, Katie Johnson had a good game, but Katie Johnson being, like, the guy that they used to close out that game is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think they went to him because – because he has that experience and it worked. I mean, he did close out that game. So yeah, I I would just rather give oh, yeah. the ball to my number one pick that shoots over I'm anyone, even when like Keon plays perfect defense. Like yeah. I'd rather just do that. I'm with you hundred percent on that. Yeah. Um, what are you roasting this, this defensive performance today? Um, I'm glad that I toasted Oscar last game uh, <laughs> for his defense. And I, this is one of those things where it's hard to, tell if it's his fault like how much is his fault how much is the the like person that is getting screened how much is the coaching for like not getting them prepared for how to defend this but our our as good as our on-ball pressure was we got absolutely cooked in pick and rolls with walker kessler setting the screen and I mean that was they price they scored yeah. at least twenty five percent of their points on just that, and it was like it's almost the, like the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and not changing, and we just continued to sit there not switch for Oscar to get caught in no man's land and essentially either. He got caught in no man's land enough where they were able to throw the lob, or there were a couple times where he got yeah. caught in no man's land, but like was leaning towards Kessler, and they got a layup, and just our inability to not only defend that. Yeah. And I'm cool with like it's like offense beats defense sometimes; it just happens. But for us to not ever have made to seem like that we had made an adjustment um, was very frustrating, especially on a team where it's like, all right. Let, like if Jabari Smith beats you, you're <laughs> fine with that. But he looks like the Max is like nice the kid. Awkward looking white kid. Uh, it's like just like continuous, continuously beating you. Like he playing like DeAndre Jordan, minus the explosiveness, but like just getting lob after lob. That's like I like we should be able to do something about this. Um, that was that was my role. Yeah, so just, I guess I'll it's pick and roll from, defense. Calling out Oscar and yeah, that's my that's my exact just to say yes. Our right, let's move ability on to, to Swaggy Cal grades. We'll keep this quick. Uh, Coach Cal, I gave him three point five out of five Swaggy Cal's. What do you have? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to really kind of give a yeah. guide shit I, where he I loses give his I give, like I give two main creators on offense. He didn't do terrible. I'm good with 3.5. things like you got to adjust that pick and roll defense. Like you can definitely put somebody in there to stop that. You go to a zone or do something, you know, to stop that. 
Um, and then also just the fact that offensively it was like we said, we liked, I liked that they were trying to attack the basket, but when they weren't calling fouls, he didn't try and change that. That was annoying. So that's why I say 3.5. He did, he yeah. did call that one time out and then they immediately and called it yeah. just to yell at the refs. And then the refs came out and yeah, immediately that, that called like three that, yeah. tack off right. ball um, fouls. And I was Oscar like, Shibway all right, that was next. You go, or I'll go Oscar Shibway three out of five. I probably actually, let's say 2.5 out of five just because he got cooked defensively and offensively, he didn't bring a lot Two late three free throws to kind of yeah. keep it close. So you like, got to like that, but uh, that was ugly. So. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's yeah. almost had 15 and 15. I think he had like 14 and 15 or something like that. So I'm good with 2.5 or three Keon. Um, about the same, probably I'd go, let's go 2.5. He honestly, I thought he like, for the most part, played really solid defense on Jabari Smith. So we'll go two and a half, two point two point five. Yeah, I'm good with that. It's like two for getting hurt, but three, like not his fault. Um, for Wheeler, let's go with three. I mean, that dude fought the I mean his offense was honestly great. He we needed him to attack and he did just that. There are a couple of questionable shots that he took, but we'll go three. Ooh. Ooh, okay, I like that. I'm convinced. We'll go for Yeah, Grady was. I mean, Grady was fine. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good with three. Jacob Toppin, I'm gonna go three point six, uh, strictly because he hit that three sixty dunk, and that was sick. It was entirely unnecessary, but like, I could do that on a like little tykes like basket and I still wouldn't make it look as smooth as he did on a 10 foot rim in like a hostile environment. So three, 3.6 swaggy cows. True. Yeah, that was that was when I was mad and kind of like stopped watching closely for a little bit. So, um, I think that that was also in the at the point where I was mad and stopped watching. So let's go two. I don't know.
it was, but like, I mean, they weren't going to call it, but like, there was a lot of contact there. Like, it, it's, I, it's always hard for me to blame kids for trying to make plays. If you're like playing too scared and you turn the ball over, that's one thing. But if you're like trying to go out and make plays, which is what he was doing on that one, like I'm fine with it kind of. So I'll go three. Um, for Damian Collins, who we didn't see tonight, right? He didn't get any minutes, right? Man, this is the this is the game, and Walker Kessler is like is the matchup where it's like, man, I wish that we had we could play Damian Collins because he would have unlocked the rim protection and the like help side defense. Like there would have he would have swatted eight of those like lobs into the into the student section. Um, Yeah, it's that's a tough that's a tough matchup for him. But ideally that would have been oh, that would have been beautiful. Go 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 for him. How how many minutes it, however many minutes he got, I don't have the stats right in front of me. However many minutes he got, that's how many swaggy cows we get because he got off the bench. Go for him. <laughs> Dude, Bruce Pearl's so good. Yeah, man, that team that team's deep. Yeah, man. Dude, he is. He is. And I I honestly I was about to say like I don't get why Kentucky fans hate him so much, which like one I do understand because he was a coach of Tennessee. But I also think that it seems like that the vast majority of Kentucky fans actually like Bruce Pearl. Um now he's kind of we've gotten over the the little like some shenanigans and stuff and he's he's appreciated. Um no nah, man that that their roster is just so deep. Um if I'm gonna pour one out, dude, that I'm gonna pour one out for the like the students, the atmosphere in general. Like that place was rocking. Uh, they mentioned it multiple times on the broadcast and I hate shouting out broadcast people being good because I normally hate everything they say for the most part. But like they talked about how, and it's true. Like you could hear a pin drop when when they were on offense for the most part, and it was rocking whenever like we were on offense. So the and we were talking about it in our group chat, but like the like we're every team Super Bowl, which is kind of true. But I think it's also just kind of like disingenuous to say because like at least for this game, like this game was if we were going to have Super Bowl, like this game would have been our Super Bowl too. This is the best team we'll play all year, probably like on the road. It's the only time we played them. So like they, they like matched and almost exceeded like the atmosphere and the moment, um, which was, which was really cool. 
so like it's Jabari Smith because that dude's really, really, really good. Yeah, we mean we can't we can't take the probable like number one pick. Um, shoot, I mean, honestly, probably Walker Kessler. Um, not just because he kind of cooked us today, but and it goes back to what I said on the last pod for like Oscar getting those three blocks and those being the the most like this team does miss rim protection and in the few games that we've lost it's because our guards have gotten beat on the perimeter and having someone behind you to kind of like mop up the the times where the guards do get by uh the the perimeter defense is just so helpful. So, um, so I'm probably going Kessler. I also think that his game's a little bit more like outside than uh, I think he showed today. Um, and so he would still be able to play alongside Oscar or play kind of in a one or the other situation. So he's the one I'm picking. <laughs> right. That would be really funny. Dude, and he, whenever he was jumping up and down at the end with the ball in his hand, like, I'm cool for celebrating, but you can't celebrate, like, whenever you're supposed to go to the free throw line and you, you're, like, jumping up and down at half court with the ball in your hand. Like, bro, come on. Um, But no, the – wait, the only – Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going to be ranked number one for the first time in literal program history next week. So, uh, um, I, I do, I do, I am curious though. I am curious on if we did steal Katie Johnson, does he also get cursed with the all ball handlers get hurt on like tough road games? Because I was going to say it'd be nice to add him because you get the the ball handlers for whenever our other two-point guards apparently get hurt every time. Uh, but I don't know if he falls into that into that curse as well. It'd be interesting to see. <laughs> Uh, I'm never watching college basketball again if that happens. (sighs) 
I just wish we could get a great game with all injuries turned off and actual refs that don't like mow lawns in the off season because they're not professionals. And that's, I don't know. Like it's just frustrating to not be able to give the best teams that we've played so far our best shot because we've seen what we can do when we are able to do that. And I'm not saying we're going to blow them out by 30 like we did Tennessee, but it like, man, just give me a road win where we can really kind of complete the resume. And then it's just all kind of icing on the cake after that. But this team, this team fought, this team fought way harder than I, well, not than I expected them to, but they fought and were in this game when I, they should not have been in all honesty. So like, like we said earlier, it's not a moral victory, but there's anyone trying to take away anything big from this game in terms of, Oh, like this is the, like how this Kentucky team is, is like, there's essentially no takeaways other than anything positive you saw tonight is kind of the way that I am looking at it. No, you were so close. Connor, we went zero games after we made our pact to not talk about him. Yeah, I know it's dumb. <laughs> Go argue with Connor because he'll actually engage with you back. That's a it's a questionable decision, but <laughs> that is true. That's true. Actually, here, hold on. Let me, you can, 